So Ian Jackson is working on his point guard skills now? <laughs> Good grief, we're getting a monster. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making us your first listen or watch every single day. Coming up on today's show, we are going to be talking about Ian Jackson, Ian Jackson, and more Ian Jackson. It's just been a minute since we've checked in on him, and there's some neat things happening that I want to talk about. We've got a listener question coming at the end of the show, or towards the end of the show, I guess I should say, from Jay Hardy. And so, Jay, thanks for that question. And so just looking forward to, to unpacking some things today about Ian. Now, um, quickly, though, before we get into him, yesterday on the show, we just talked a little bit about Jaron Stevenson and this, this timeline that just keeps feeling like, I don't know. But per Travis Branham on Monday, who is part of 247 Sports, we learned that Stevenson is planning, Branham said, planning to announce his college decision on Wednesday. Not reclass, just planning to announce his college decision. So as we said yesterday, not learning about his reclassification yet, but that's where things are at. Again, I'm going to reiterate this word one more time, planning. Until we get firm commitment that that's what's happening, we just need to go there. Anyway, enough Jerry and Stevenson. Let's talk about Ian Jackson. Ian Jackson has been right now working out uh, for making the under-19 USA Junior National Team. As part of um, that camp, as part of those tryouts, Adam Zagoria posted about some of what Jackson's been doing and working on and going through from that camp. And the big, the big point from his article was to say that Jackson's been working on, <laughs> I didn't mean this uh, pun in any way, but the point of the article is that Jackson's been working on his point guard skills. Um, says this from head coach, Tad Boyle, Colorado's head coach, is the head coach of this under-19 team. And he says that he would like Jackson to play more at the point. Quote, this is from Ian. He, meaning Coach Boyle, he asked me to embrace my role and be a point guard, a leader, kind of guiding the guys that are new here and play like that. Just be a leader and a point guard. Now, here's the thing. If I, you're probably aware that Ian Jackson is part of Carolina's 2024 class. He's ranked fifth in the class right now at 247 Sports and is listed as, depending on which recruiting site you look at, either a two or a three, either a shooting guard or like ESPN has him listed as a small forward. But here we're talking specifically about him adding more point guard skills into his game. Let me just tell you that Ian Jackson's game is already unfair, and this would be over the top. Now, would that translate, though, to North Carolina? Is it just something for this team, or is it like, no, 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 this is something that I'm wanting to work on in my 
rounding out my game, another tool in my tool belt for Ian Jackson. Well, he said this when Zagoria asked him about the North Carolina side of things. Quote, it's definitely something that I feel I can adapt to and become a better player at playing the one, meaning the point guard position. Not taking away from my natural skills, but just being able to expand my game a little bit. <laughs> that natural skill, by the way, is putting the ball in the basket at a very, very high rate. And so being able to do that and be this facilitator, playmaker, distributor would be unreal. So um, if Ian Jackson is able to continue developing the skill, he's already said, hey, I'm going to stay in the class of 2024 because I really want to round out my game. Well, this is clearly going to be part of that. So if he can spend a lot of his senior season developing that even more, we've talked a lot about how I fully believe that Carolina both needs to and is going to lean into a 3G lineup this year more so than they have previously. And I just three guard lineup. I like to call it 3G or 4G if they're running four out. Um, so Jackson developing these skills even more could allow Carolina to lean even more fully into that than maybe even they are here in 2023, where Jackson could be like this playmaking, scoring, defensive, like all, all that versatility that he has allows Coach Davis to basically put him out there and play some positionless backcourt between the one and three if these point guard skills grow at the rate they would need to do so to be there. But if you could find a way to have a, a positionless backcourt in 24-25, oh my, ridiculous. Now, there, there has been some concern over, well, now that Elliot's Cadeau has reclassified, who is going to be the lead guard that season, the 24-25 season? It could be Tremble. It could be, frankly, somebody we don't know about yet, right? Like, that's wide open right now. But let's not rule out the possibility that depending on Jackson's development with his point guard skills, you might not need to look any further than that young man himself. And quite frankly, that, that's just not fair. For Ian Jackson to be as good as he already is, and then to be able to build on top of that with a, a willingness as a playmaker, which he is, by the way. And, and you've got to think that if that happens, that, that further development would only move him higher up the rankings. I mean, it's nitpicky, but to me, it's already silly that he's only fifth in the class of 2024. Uh, I mean, that's frankly low. But man, rounding out those point guard skills on top of that, continuing to work on his defense, yeah. So, I mean, the dude is just a great basketball player. Like, um, in, in the Zagoria article, he linked to a tweet from the USA national junior team, just some highlights from the tryouts and uh, Ian Jackson figured quite prominently in, in this video, honestly, but watch watching this highlight video. I mean, his three point stroke is beautiful. The, the ball has such perfect wonderful road backspin on it. You love to see that uh, you can see there's a three at like the one fifteen mark. I mean, it's just splashy. 
But in this one video alone, that's like two minutes long, he's got a vicious Duncan transition, that three I just mentioned, a beautiful two-man game where he throws a nice oop to a teammate to finish the play, shows off a little bit of his on-ball defense. Uh, they got a switch, and and the guy with the ball made made the shot, but Jackson did his part in it. And so, I mean, Ian Jackson, folks, is the real deal. Now, as for this under-19 team, he has made the team will be once again vying for gold for the United States of America. I want to tell you a little bit more about that opportunity coming up in just a second. But first, this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Hey, baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's right up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to join today listen don't miss this chance to get that no sweat first bet one thousand dollars friends i mean that's crazy when you join fanduel now there are some limitations to that you want to read up on that make sure you understand it all but go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up fanduel official partner of major league baseball major league baseball trademarks used with permission all right hey it is nba draft week and locked on's nba mock draft special is here and bigger than ever follow along with the entire first round in a six episode ultimate mock draft experience that only we at locked on can deliver to you all the episodes are available right now on the Locked On College Basketball page on YouTube or on audio, wherever you listen to podcasts. And personally, I would love you to go check it out because I had an opportunity to sit on the anchor desk for the this uh, kind of mini series as the college basketball expert. And so um, that's also a plug for Locked On College Basketball. Go check out our show there as well. Okay, this under-19 team... Uh, is just about getting ready to head off to Hungary to participate in the FIBA 2023 U19 Men's World Cup. The team was announced last Friday, and Ian Jackson, who, by the way, has already won gold with the U16 and U17 teams, is, in fact, going to have a chance to earn a third gold medal. The teams are in Chicago, I believe, by this point, or the team, I should say, getting ready to go. They'll be heading off to Hungary. Competition starts on June 24th and is supposed to wrap up on July 2nd. What's pretty cool about this is that of the 12 players, only like, not like, exactly, <laughs> only four of them are high school players. The rest are already moving into college, um, going to be freshmen this season. And so I, I love that Ian Jackson is getting this experience again, having already done it a couple times. But here's what's perhaps even neater beyond this experience, which is going to be great experience for him, continuing to get that global exposure, continuing to get that high-level experience. And then he's going to come back and continue his summer circuit, which is going to teach him a lot about uh, maintenance of body, making sure he's taking care of himself, all those things that, that he needs to be doing. But here's what I love all the more. And I want to really hone in on this. 
you heard me just say that of these 12 players, only four of them are still high schoolers, Ian Jackson being one of those. One of the big reports from the tryouts are that Jackson has been a vocal leader. Coach Boyle has asked him to do so, but Jackson has leaned into it. You hear this from someone who is one one of the like essentially underclassmen on this team being a vocal leader for the team. That's a big deal because that's something that can translate to North Carolina when he comes ahead of next season. Um, you at times, if there is a void of leadership, need someone to step in. North Carolina didn't really have somebody that really fully embraced that role as like the dude last year. I think there are a couple candidates for that this upcoming season for the 23-24 season, and I'm encouraged by that. But I'm even more encouraged thinking ahead to 24-25 where you have to lose Armando Baycott. RJ Davis is up in the air. He's got that fifth year if he wants it. There, there's some other things. But Ian Jackson is going to bring some leadership to this team. He's going to have respect as someone who is as talented as he is. He's going to have the opportunity to really just step right in and, you know, in in a humble way, because you don't want to be the freshman that's like, hey, what's up? Come listen to me. I'm the dude, right? Like, that's not the approach you can or should take. But he is going to earn respect by his on-court game. And so... I love that he's leaning into this leadership as one of the younger guys on this team. That's encouraging. And here's the other thing about Ian Jackson. I know like my job with hosting podcasts and other thing, both here and on locked on college basketball is to look at these young men, look at the young women in the sports that, that we watch and, you know, evaluate them and talk about them and why I think they're, progressing well or not progressing, you know, any, any of that. I I always try to be um, as objective as possible. Um, I'm going to speak truth when it's somebody's doing well. And hopefully I, I do the same when they're not doing as well in, in an honoring way. I'm not going to slander and slam a kid, but um, you know, I, I need to be able to talk about it, whether good or bad, but sometimes you just turn into a basketball fan. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just love college basketball. You probably do, too. And that's why you're here. But Ian Jackson does that for me. I just like I watch him and I'm evaluating, but I just switch into this mode where I watch him and I'm just like, man, I'm just I'm just kind of kind of fanboy and watching a really, really talented basketball player go play basketball. And and that's part of what um I love, and and I think that North Carolina fans are really going to love in the 24-25 season. And there's other, you know, um, I, I think folks will love what Drake Powell brings and his energy and um, the, things like that, and, and the guys that are still part of the team. But there's just something special to me about Ian Jackson, and uh, it's going to be fun. Well, we do also have a listener question from Jay Hardy about Jackson's commitment to Carolina following Elliot Cadeau's reclassification. We're going to talk more about that in just a second. All right, folks, continuing on in today's show where we're just kind of hanging out talking about Ian Jackson some because it's fun to get to do so. 
I had a listener question a week or two ago on Twitter, and this was from Jay Hardy at J-A-E Hardy, H-A-R-D-Y 82. So Jay, thank you so much for your question. He says this, I watch your show daily. I'm an everydayer. That's what we call the everyday folks around here. Jay, thank you so much. That means a ton. Another thing to think about, will Jackson stay committed now that Elliot has reclassed? Big reason why Jackson committed was to play with an elite point guard. Now, obviously, since Jay commit, or, uh, submitted this question, we have gotten to the point where, yes, Elliot reclassified and then Simeon left. And Ian has reaffirmed his commitment to North Carolina. And so we don't really necessarily need to attack that part of the question. But what I, I want to hone in on with Jay's question here is, is that last clause. Will Jackson stay committed now that Elliot reclassified? Because a big reason why Jackson committed was to play with an elite point guard. And that's the part I want to talk about is the, the point guard situation. Now, uh, even, even though Ian has already reaffirmed his commitment. I still want to have this discussion because there's a couple of things here. First off, and we haven't had this conversation yet on the show. I'm actually going to do a whole segment on this at some point. I'm not sure when, but sometime upcoming. Just the assumption that Elliot is going to only play one year. I think that is the most likely scenario. I think it's the thing that makes most sense based on how it seems like he will translate. But I also want to just say a word of caution. There is no 100% guarantee that Elliot Cadeau will just stay one year in college. I know that's his goal is to, you know, get in and out and move on. But lots of crazier things have happened in terms of players we thought would stay longer. Like Kobe White's a great example of that. Never, never dreamed he would be one and done. And then it was immediately evident that he would be. And then some players you thought would be one and done that stuck around for a couple extra years. You know, Harrison Barnes was one of the, if not the first ever preseason All-American as a freshman. And stuck around for two years, right? And so there, there are examples of this. So. I imagine Elliot Cadeau will probably go after one year, but I think a big thing we have to answer with this question is to say there is no guarantee that Elliot Cadeau will not be a sophomore target. Obviously, we're going to have to wait and watch and see everything unfold, but that's where we're at right now. Now, uh, interestingly, going back to that article from Adam Zagoria, Ian Jackson said this about Elliot's reclassification. Quote, I think it was great. For him, it was the best decision from what he told me, so I'm proud of him for that. Hopefully, he gets to go to the NBA after his first year, so I'm rooting for the best. Hopefully, everything goes right for him, and I'll be watching. I'm cheering for Elliot, end quote. I love this. We, I, I think it's so easy to assume it's so cutthroat that these young men don't root for each other or the young women in, in women's basketball or other women's sports. And, and there is some of that, sure. But I love just hearing them cheer each other on. Like, I think that's so cool and, and a great reminder of the humanity of who these people are. It's, it, 
Ian Jackson is not some robot. He is a human being doing this. And so to see him, you know, saying like, hey, I would have loved to play with Elliot, but I'm assuming he's going to be gone when I come as a freshman. So that that's the first thing I would say about having this discussion about Ian playing with an elite point guard is it's it's greater than a 0% chance that Elliot's still there. That's the first thing I'll say. Number two, to answer Jay's question, we kind of talked about this earlier right out of the gate, but depending on how Ian Jackson's point guard prog- skills progression comes along, he could himself be the elite point guard in question that you talked about. There, Jay. Now, I think the bigger thing is that if he himself is that point guard, he doesn't get to play off of that point guard, which I think is a critical thing. Like, think of Ian getting to play alongside Elliot. That that offers different opportunities than if he himself is that point guard, um, just in terms of how they can play off each other. So, so I hear that, but just just keep in mind that. It is possible, it's it's not completely outside the realm of possibility, that Ian develops enough into a lead guard type of skill set and mentality where, where he could be the guy. Now, a couple other things. There are other elite guards in play. For example, Boogie Fland still has not committed. He is a basically top 15 class of 2024 point guard, same high school as RJ Davis, Archbishop Stepanak and Carolina, you know, is in talks there. There's a lot of possibility there now, especially because of Elliot's reclassification. I, and I would say most people were of the mind that when, um, with Elliot committing to North Carolina, with Cadeau committing to North Carolina, that Boogie Fland would not. However, Elliot's not in that class anymore. So Boogie, I would say, is back on the table. That could be the guy for Ian right there. Let's also consider a fourth option. That would be a junior version of Seth Trimble. Depending on how, I mean, the defense is there. It's clear and obvious and plain as day. Depending on how his offensive skill sets grow, Seth has the athleticism and capability to be, I'm going to stop short of saying elite point guard, but high enough level. And and I, not that he can't be an elite point guard. It's just you don't see it right now with where his offensive skill set's at. Does that make sense? And so, but he could be that dude alongside Ian Jackson if he's able to grow and progress at a good rate on the offensive side of the court. So we'll have to wait and see what that, but that that's four things I would say, Jay, to your question. Uh, there's no guarantee Cadeau will just only be one year. It's probable. It's likely, but not definite. Jackson himself could be that elite guard. You could already have someone on the roster like Seth Trimble. And there's the possibility of still another elite point guard in the class of 2024. Someone like Boogie Fland, And by the way, a fifth thing that I didn't say that's actually just now coming to me, but what up transfer portal, right? Like that is a thing. So we keep our eyes on all of that. So Jay, I hear your concern, but with all these multiple factors at play, that makes me feel comfortable and solid with Ian's commitment to North Carolina on top of the fact that he himself has already said it. And all you can do is take him at his 
word. And so not something I'm concerned about in any way. And in fact, excited to see what happens and and how it all plays out. But man, we're going to enjoy it this year. Uh, But obviously we'll keep tabs on this U19 team as they head over to Hungary and compete, hopefully bringing home another gold medal for the U.S. of Hey, friends, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels, where we've just been hanging out, talking Ian J. It's like an Ian Jackson love fest in here today. I hope you have enjoyed it. For you everydayers who will be back with us tomorrow, Coach Pat Kilby will be here. We're going to have a great conversation and then a couple more shows to wrap up the week going on from there. If you would, go leave a review of the show, five stars. Let us know why you love Locked on Tar Heels so much being part of this community you can follow the show on twitter at locked on heels you can follow me on twitter at isaac shade i-s-a-a-c-s-c-h-a-d-e if you want to have more in-depth conversation shoot us an email locked on tar heels at gmail.com don't forget to subscribe to the show smash the like button and leave comments on all your thoughts on ian jackson and what he'll bring to the tar heels i want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll be right back with you tomorrow, but until then, say it with me. Peace.